All right. Wow, we are live. And this is a live studio recording for the Guardian Project podcast that we are also streaming live on the internet. Um, I'm Nathan Freitas of Guardian Project. And you may not recognize me with my beautiful digital makeup disguise here. <laughs> but uh, I assure you, this is a, my real beautiful mustache. And, um, I'm coming to you from a hot and humid summer day here in New England, and I have a great team with me to talk about our participation in the D-Web Camp, the Decentralized Web Camp, which will be happening, happening at the end of August in Navarro, California, my home turf. Um, but I don't get to go, but fortunately, we have an amazing team that does get to go, and boom, here is the amazing team that will be representing us at D-WebCamp and really participating in an awesome community there. Now, I wanna give a quick introduction um, to us and our work on things that might be called the D-Web. Um, if you don't know Guardian Project, we've been working on security and privacy focused mobile software and infrastructure for um, over 10 years, getting close to 15. And a lot of the focus of our work has been decentralization. The idea that people should be able to communicate directly with each other. They should have privacy and security guaranteed directly end to end. They should be able to run their own infrastructure and not just be resilient or reliant on commercial cloud black boxes, right? So these values of a decentralized web are really important to us. Now, some aspects of this work um, that has been under the title of decentralized web do tie into new technologies like blockchain-based technologies, for instance. But it also touches on technology like the interplanetary file system, which is a viable next-generation protocol that could replace HTTP. So this isn't just a Web3 or crypto event. This is really about rethinking the internet and decentralized web. And there's been numerous events previous related to this and the fact that groups like the Internet Archive are behind this as well as many others makes me really think this is a great way for us to connect and reach out um, to a community. So with that said, I want to go back to this awesome team Woo! and really just give everyone a chance to say why they think we are going to D-WebCamp and what they're excited about there. So I'll start with our digital ranger, rescue <laughs> ranger of the woods. That's right. Hi, everyone. I'm really excited to be going to D-Web Camp. I'm looking forward to getting really decentralized uh, in terms of everything, just going off grid and um, having the opportunity to meet people uh, in a beautiful setting and an element uh, of nature. I'm looking forward to uh, sharing some of our technologies with people and um, yeah, just really embracing uh, the opportunity to be together once again. Great. Um, up next is Fabiola, who I know you've been working in some off-grid situations in the world. So what do you think about bringing your off-grid you know experience to the redwoods of northern california 
Hey, yeah, I'm very excited about that. We've done it a couple of times in different communities in Latin America. Um, most of them with people with very little technical background, which uh, show us some things we have to improve and some things that were great for them. And now we're going to test it with people with a higher technical background and from many other parts of the world, which is very exciting. And at the same time, nerve wracking. <laughs> I know we're going to find new areas of improvement and we're going to connect with new organizations and people that are going to show us where uh, we can move these technologies forward. Um, I'm so excited to do that and learn from other people. Great. And so, John, I think you're bringing some of this tech that we're deploying. I mean, what do you, what do you have to offer here for camping in the woods? And So I've got two things. One of them is out of frame, and that's the butter box, which I think we're going to talk a little bit about later. Uh, and, and, of course, got, uh, mm. this, this, is, this is a decidedly old technology, but <laughs> dearly attached to. Yeah. You're the coffee mule. Very important. So find if people can see you now, they will remember coffee. This guy. Oh, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> and and find me. Look for the coffee. It works both ways. Yeah. And I think Jack likes coffee, but Jack also likes data and privacy and activism. So what are you bringing to the woods with you, Jack? And what are you excited about? Yeah, so I, I do like data and I do like privacy and I do like activism. And it's interesting because I was just finding myself thinking that like, uh, like thinking about decentralized web camp kind of reminds me of like, when I used to do computational neuroscience stuff, and thinking about like neurons, and just like when you think about like the brain and neurons, it's just like a bunch of individual cells that are working together. Um, and so I, I know for me, I'm I'm going to be talking about uh, proof mode and kind of going over some some cool data stuff that we're doing with proof mode. And I'm also just really excited about like learning more about decentralized web and this kind of idea of like synergy of like the sum of the whole the sum of the parts being greater than the whole or whatever that phrase is. Sorry, I suddenly blanked on it. Um, but yeah, so I'm just really excited about uh, all of the above that everyone else has said too. Yeah, so these are some beautiful images. I hope this is exactly what you'll be experiencing. Um, sitting around a campfire, right, and connecting with other technologists, activists, designers, thinkers, privacy experts, um, entrepreneurs. And, and this idea of like working together with a shared community of interest, I think this is really important um, for right now because you know, we're trying to make the sum of the parts bigger than the whole, right? Um, that's for sure. And, and the idea that we have some ideas, but, you know, we are focused on kind of our niche and there's lots of other niches. But as I mentioned, um, Internet Archive is a big backer and they've been at the foundation kind of preserving the Internet. The Filecoin Foundation, who is a funder of ours um, and is really, is really just hands off, but encouraging us to apply take technology like IPFS and see how it can apply to creating more resilient communications with different communities. But there's all these other groups that maybe we have a lot to learn about. Um, I don't know a lot of them. Um, I'm curious to find out, you know, the storage, store J versus IPFS, right? Some of these talks, as well as um, folks like Danny O'Brien from formerly the EFF and now the Filecoin Foundation. So it's really cool, the kind of collection of 
people that will be there, and I'm jealous. Um, I know that we have a lot to share about specific projects, and you mentioned um, Jack uh, proof mode. So I know that we're going to be talking a bit about that. And I don't know if you want to just briefly like what is proof mode and why is it relevant for bringing to D Webcamp? Yeah, so proof mode is an app which uh, basically allows you to uh, take encrypted pictures of your uh, of, of evidence of, of something that's happening, a situation that's happening. And then you can send the encrypted file up towards uh, IPFS, our interplanetary file system, and um, share it um, that way. You can also share the uh, hashes on your social media. But basically, it's a, it's a really great combination of like encryption and decentralization um, that uh, allows the proliferation of citizen journalists. Um, and I think especially like in our recent times, we've seen how citizen journalists have really been changing the world. And we believe that proof mode is an essential tool for citizen journalists to um, be able to make those changes in the world. Um, yeah, so, uh, and this is a, a brochure that we made that kind of shows how to uh, download the app and use the app. Um, we also have this really great use case of uh, Oaxaca, Mexico that uh, we wrote about. Um, and yeah, so that, that is proof mode. Great. And Fabi, you've done a lot of training and working with activists around proof mode. And I know one of the things that we've used is a kind of gameplay and role playing there. So I think we have an activity. This is a preview. Nobody steal this. But Fabi, <laughs> what are we, how are we going to make this fun? Because it is camp after all. And if I know one thing, camp is about having fun. Right, yeah, uh, as Jack mentioned, Proof Mode is a very unique app and what that entails is that um, new users take a little time to understand how it works and how can it be applied to real scenarios. So for uh, previous workshops, we designed this game in which users in the workshop uh, get to test all the features in the app in a real case. In this case, a scavenger hunt in which they had to document using multimedia from their phones and gather um, a collection of, of objects that we list in the game. And then the team that gets the, the objects first gets to win a prize. But um, to win the prize, they had to prove that those uh, multimedia files were taken at the place and moment where, where they were playing the game instead of downloading the files from the internet or getting the files from someone else. Um, and that's how they uh, actually get to understand how the app works, uh, how the evidence is created and the data that comes with the evidence and how they can use that in a real case to um, back up any multimedia they, they are collecting. That's great. I mean, and, you know, being in the woods, semi-off grid, you know, documenting these things around you there, coming back together, sharing them in a, you know, using nearby technologies like Wi-Fi hotspots will have, Bluetooth, having other people there with computers that then pull that down. That might happen over IPFS in an, in an off-grid um, setting, we hope. And then having our verification process run locally. I mean, it's such a great simulation of whether, you know, you're talking about a internet shutdown event during a, a protest or war, a hurricane uh, or natural disaster recovery. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that 
you need to try this stuff in fun, safe places and, and work through it. And that's what we'll be doing there with proof mode. So I'm so excited about that. The other thing that, um, you know, we've been talking about how is um, this idea of using proof mode to document sort of the state of things or what we'd be calling baseline. So, you know, the state of the redwood trees, of the water, of the forest floor, of the, the fauna, of invasive species. So there is potential, you know, value there. And I know, you know, Jack, a lot of what you've been thinking about is this work of proof mode as not only, yeah, for the activism, but as kind of anthropological, you know, context and information and, you know, creating a, a digital record that can last in the future for many reasons, right? So that's a big idea that you'll be ready to talk about at camp, <laughs> you know, documenting, creating this baseline, including of the very woods that I love um, that you'll be in, because there used to be a lot more redwoods in California, say 100, 200 years ago, it was covered with them, right? And now because of logging, climate, lots of things, there's, there's very few spots. So in fact, documenting the, the woods you'll be in might actually be a really important thing, especially with chain of custody, resilient storage, kind of all of these things. Yeah, and then it's actually kind of cool because with the metadata that ProofMo generates, you can actually have like the exact location, um, you know, you can return to the exact location where you first took these pictures a, a year later and kind of, you know, take pictures again. Um, and then, and I had this kind of like vision of almost doing like a time lapse of those pictures over the course of a decade, for example, um, and yeah. just seeing these changes happen um, every August. So, yeah, so some big ideas to talk about, about, you know, documenting the world on proof mode and storing it on Filecoin and interplanetary file systems. So find Jack for that. Find Fabi to talk about how this can work in all sorts of situations where Internet's difficult. Um, and, um, you know, I think our digital ranger who. That's what you'll have to call this person, the digital ranger. Um, <laughs> um, you know, has I'm worked on a lot of our projects in training, outreach, and understanding related to technologies use in conflict in um, difficult situations. And everyone here is part of you know our dev team, so um, you can you know throw everything at them. I think another piece of this is um, the Butterbox, which is kind of our some of our off grid infrastructure, and you know we have work that we've done on. Ethroid um, for a long time. And uh, I'm going to go back to the screen share for a second. So we have Ethroid.org is one of our great partners whose work has, oh my goodness, is not private. That is live television, people. Um, <laughs> I'll have to go back to that. Uh, that's why I need the decentralized web because that's a centralized web failure. So we've worked with Ethroid on off-grid, open source app stores for a very long time. We've run our own events related to this. And one of the things we launched last year is our second wind website. We have this idea of wind as a more resilient kind of cousin to the web that can work in off-grid situations. And part of this is a curated repository of Android apps that work without internet, for um, that work during outages of various kinds, that work during disasters and provide benefit even if you have no connectivity. And also have some things that are fun and will help you sleep and look at the stars. Um, so we will be there with the Butterbox, which is one way is a hotspot with F-Droid second wind app store on it. So you'll be able to connect 
get apps, chat, and um, even share proof through the, the Butterbox that we'll be running. So John is going to be the lead on that, and we'll be running it out of our lean-to cabin at the camp, right? Off-grid, no less. We're going to have solar panel. We're going to have battery. Uh, so we'll have that all going. A Butterbox looks something like this. You know, we'll have a case on it. It'll have a power supply, but there's really not much to it. So it's a perfect thing to take with you to a camp. Yes, we have a repository here that I'm busily looking up that um, talks about this project that um, John is the main author on and how to build your own butter box. So we're really excited about that and how we will have physical infrastructure that is, yeah, doesn't require electricity. Hopefully there's enough sun. Some of those trees can get, you know, pretty tall there and battery and everything. But I think, again, it's we're excited to put together these technologies and, you know, like I said, we hope to be running, we'll be running a, a matrix dendrite server on there. If you know what that is, it's a local chat server. We've got an F droid re repo. We're going to hopefully have IPFS running there. This is like the most tricked out D web RPI, D web RPI, say that really fast um, thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. It's, it's not only something that works well off grid, right? We're bringing it to a camp with a solar panel, but it makes life a bit smoother. So camp's a perfect place to try it out. I'm pretty psyched. This will be the first time I'm running it outside my own house. Uh, Fabi and Jack have been traveling and we've got a handful of them around the world. Uh, so plenty of us have worked with them out in the wild as it were, but this will be my first shot at it. There's also a really fun opportunity at D-Web Camp, which is, we're going to be building from scratch a mesh network to cover this whole camp. So think, you know, several acres. And uh, as far as I know, the planning so far involves telling people bring switches, bring cabling, bring crimpers. Um, and so I'm hoping to offer it as not just its own little standalone appliance running out of our lean tube, but also a service on that broader net. So you can access it anywhere in camp, hoping to get some good use out of that chat room. Yeah, that's great. I mean, and being able to kind of hook stuff together in a quick fashion with other people is exactly what happens in states of emergency, you know, uh, and also in, you know, places like Cuba, where they have had street net, um, which is that sort of, you know, gum and glue and copper wiring, uh, in giant countrywide or citywide internet land they've had for a while now, um, as well as sneaker nets. So I think this will, again, give you time to play around with these ideas of how these work in, in different locations. So, yeah, it is very exciting. I know we'll have coffee. We may also have these cool holographic stickers. Whoa. Whoa, look at that. Change your hairdo. <laughs> um, let's go back to this one. There we go, because it matches. Um, so we'll have, we'll have these cool brochures, I think. So invisible. Wow, that looks a little weird. Um, and coffee, because you'll also be talking about, I mean, that's a whole other topic, but we will have some coffee in the morning and you can come and talk about anything really with any of these folks at the coffee time and get your own coffee and, but, um, and get it ground because we'll have a coffee grinder there, I guess. And then we also have lots of other things like clean insights and work on Guardian Project generally. And, you know, just again, talking with us about how to do tech and activism uh, 
in the right way we feel and how we've been able to sustain ourselves for over a decade um, and kind of find out how to work with us. So I think that's really, you know, it for now. I know um, oh, I did want to share really quickly um, shirts, I guess. We have shirts. I don't know if we're bringing shirts. I have to look at the budget. Um, <laughs> I wanted to share um, some blog posts really quick that Jack has been um, posting recently. And I really want to get this to be you, Jack. Hold on. I'm still learning some of these tools. Let's see. How do I get Jack to be the one here, but with the blog? Anyway, I don't think I know how to do that. Okay. So <laughs> you've been posting some things on the blog. Any any comments on them? Because there's some really, you know, we've got some high level thinking, um, some, you know, technical kind of details with histograms. What are you writing about right now with proof mode on our proofmode.org blog and and what should people why should people read what you're writing yeah so i guess this most recent entry of moods and means is uh something i was thinking about as i was uh working on my my spanish and trying to improve and then thinking about the subjunctive and reading about the subjunctive and realizing the subjunctive is just sort of this uh area or is the mood that is for things that don't exist um, and, and so we think about things normally in terms of like things that have happened, things that are happening, things that will happen. And the subjunctive is outside of that whole realm. It's, it's just things that may not ever happen. And I, you know, I, I'm a prison abolitionist. And so I think about this a lot of like, will this ever happen? Will it ever happen in my lifetime? Will it happen in anyone's lifetime? Can we imagine a world without prisons? And I just kind of got me thinking about, uh, this, this world that activists live in of like, living in a world where the things that we want to happen have never happened before. And so we're kind of in this dream world of trying to bring these dreams into reality. And then, uh, and the blog is actually about kind of a way of, you know, thinking about how to, how to, you know, how proof mode intertwines with that. Um, and then this one here uh, is uh, the Spanish version of my three layer blog post. Um, and that kind of goes into proof modes um, analysis system that we're developing um, for integrity, consistency, and synchrony. Um, and these are some of the histograms that I've been generating um, that kind of really look at like, you know, when you have a whole bunch of different files, um, one of the neat features is that it'll help you identify which files don't have location information. Um, so if you are uh, trying to find the most robust file, maybe you don't want, you know, you don't want the pictures that have no location information for your purposes. Um, so it's just kind of, a, and then kind of a way of analyzing like what all these things mean for the verification of the of the of the data itself, um, so that's just kind of some of the blogs kind of going into analyzing the metadata, thinking about some more like Nate said high level things of moods and and means and dreams and deeds. Um, that's a future blog post that's coming out soon. Um, so there's yeah. So I've been writing a lot and encourage everyone to read my writing, not to self promote, but I guess I'm supposed to do so. <laughs> Well, yeah, you're promoting all of our collective work and yeah. <laughs> exploring this important con collect connect uh, important concept. Like when we say proof mode, right? And we say verified or we say true, what does that mean? And how do we express that and capture that? And, you know, I think, and then we talk about then, well, how is this sort of stored collectively as, as truth or as yes. knowledge or as information or as, something right and so moving from this is raw data to actually insight information wisdom i think these are kind of 
what, what we're after here because the goal is to make positive change in the world through all yeah. of the work and not just to do the tech demo and say, ta-da. So I think really for the camp, you know, it's again, a great environment to, for all of you to drop into, bring this stuff we've been building, have fun um, while also having a pretty, you know, living in the moment of the place you're in um, and thinking about all the people in the world who, who live this way all the time, perhaps with internet challenges, electricity challenges, you know, physical challenges, stress. Um, so really appreciate that you're all going there and I'm excited for others to meet you and see the work that we have to share. So any closing thoughts or skits or songs or ghost stories? <laughs> I would like to add that we have so many materials for these technologies we are presenting. We have audios, we have videos, we have printout materials that can help you understand it better. Materials that were designer, designed for digital security trainers. So they can also incorporate them in their sessions and help other people understand these technologies. And they're available in English and Spanish, and we're open to have sessions in Spanish at the camp too. So please come to us. Sí, claro, muy bien. Por supuesto, en español. This is my Spanish. Um, no, I think that's, I mean, we're really, also concerned that this is viable technology for the whole planet, you know, so I think that's an important discussion to have. And yeah, Fabi's got all the, all the knowledge on many things. So mm -hmm. anyone else with closing thoughts on camp or call, calls to action? All around the campfire sat dangerous Dan and his Ooh. band of desperados. Tell us a story, <laughs> he yelled to dangerous Dan. So Dangerous Dan began. You'll have to come to the campfire to learn what he shared. Just don't do any of that, like, you know, Bloody Mary or some of those things where you freak yourself out at night. Don't do that. I want you to sleep. I know Giant ticks. They're coming for you. Yeah, that's the scariest part of the ticks. There was um, the... This American Life, they have this classic episode on camp and they play it, I think, every summer. It's from like 1997 or something. And as much thing as changed the same, Camp Life still has so many fun um, things. I wish I had my ukulele so I could play some songs for you right now, but I don't. But yeah, also, I again, have a great time. Be scared. Have fun. Thanks for representing us. And yeah, I think we'll be doing more. This is our first use of this StreamYard technology. Seems to work pretty well. Yes. This will also be on our podcast in podcast format um, very soon. But we are streaming live on the interwebs and hope everyone enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Let's see. I, I think we can close with some music. Here's some music. All right. Nice. I can add a background music. Background. See, there's some bubbles. Mm. Else. I don't know. <laughs> Learn more of this. All right, that's it for today on the Guardian Project live stream. So long and. See ya, I can't. Bye, everyone. Bye.